Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Thursday, the 25th of August. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can always pause the PowerPoint slides here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on a podcast, wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours, on a bus, a tram, a car or walking the dog, you can always head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website, read the disclaimer there, sign up for a free trial or take a look around all the other goodies, of course, that we have on our websites, not just about the emails you get every day. It is far more than that, as they say, so much more than a box. All right. Well, last night in the US, uh, a, a meandering thin trading session, I have to say, no real standouts. Uh, Jackson Hole is the issue for the week for the US markets. A little bit of uh, book squaring and maybe a little bit of squaring up before that. We did see NVIDIA results come out after hours as well, which were a little bit disappointing. And Salesforce maybe as well in the same basket there. But for the day, the Dow in quiet, thin holiday pre-Jackson Hole trade was up 60 points or 0.18% to 32,969. The S&P 500 in the middle for Diddle, as always, 0.29%, up 12 points, 41.41. And NASDAQ up 50 points, the best performer, up 0.41%. 50 points, 12,432. And as you can imagine, with all this meandering and lack of conviction, either way for US investors, as they stood on the sidelines and waited for guidance from Jerome Powell, the VIX index came off a smidge down 5.35%, or one point to 23. In commodities, though, we did see the oil price blip a little bit higher. That has been creeping up somewhat of a concern, I guess. Certainly, the Saudis have uh, set the cat amongst the pigeons with their talk about supply cuts and not seeing uh, the rationale of low oil prices given the demand out there. Oil was up 1% or a buck to 101.22 in Brent crude, but WTI up 1.23%, a dollar 15.9484. So uh, we're certainly seeing that oil price push higher, and that will put a little bit pressure on inflation, which had been seeing the benefits of that oil price being back down around 90.92 dollars for Brent crude, now back above 100 bucks and creeping higher. In other commodities, we had gold up a measly 30 cents. 1761 50.02%. Uh, Iron ore up a measly 23 cents, 105.15.22%. We had copper down 0.8, nickel down 1.8. Nickel has been under a little bit of pressure, to say the least. Aluminium up 0.6, zinc up 1. Lead sinking like the proverbial down 1.7%. And tin ton down 0.6 of a percent. In international Mining stocks overseas, BHP lost 1.1%. Rio copying it down 3.3%. Freeport McMoran down 1.5%. Alcoa up 2.5%. Tech up 1.1%. Anglo down 2.2%. Glencore down 1.6%. Vale having a nasty night, but then they had a pretty good night the night before, so some profit taking there in Vale. 
uh, down 3.3%. Arbomile lithium uh, still doing well, up 2.4% there. The Aussie dollar, uh, 69.05, so uh, pretty steady at those lower levels. Here you've got the S&P 500. You can see it's meandering around uh, throughout the night. Lack of conviction, lack of volume, thin trade, pre-Jackson Hole. Nobody taking too many big bets in the US at the moment. We had Apple up 0.2%, Meta up 1.3%, Google down 0.15%, Microsoft down 0.2%, Amazon up 0.1%, Tesla up 0.2%. Inspiring stuff, huh? Netflix up 2.2%, JP Morgan and the banks really uninspiring there. Wells Fargo, the best of the bunch, up 0.6%, but at least they were all positive, I guess. Block was up 2.4%. The artist formerly known as Square and Twitter was up 2.3%, but nothing very inspiring uh, coming out of the US. So we are going to be left to our own devices to some extent. Major stories coming out last night in the US and overseas. Uh, California expected to put into effect plan to prohibit sale of new gasoline-powered cars by 2035. That's petrol for you and I, so no ICE cars after 2035. And President Biden has unveiled the long-awaited student loan forgiveness plan. Uh, student loans will be uh, forgiven around $10,000 of their indebtedness. Uh, some low-paid and low-disadvantaged uh, groups will see a further uh, forgiveness in their plan as well. So that's good news, but it is a little stimulatory so bear that in mind. But certainly uh, Biden is gaining back on the Republicans as we head towards the midterms, which are pretty crucial, I guess, for getting Biden and his agenda through for the last two years of his presidency before we kick off the 2024 presidential race. So uh, it's looking slightly better at the moment for the Democrats. At least they've stopped fighting with each other. And uh, they are now uh, making some inroads into the GOP, the great old party. Twitter's uh, CEO tells employees whistleblower claims are foundationally and historically inaccurate. But Musk's attorneys, they're having a field day, these lawyers in the States for Twitter and uh, Elon Musk. Musk's attorneys reference whistleblowers' allegations in latest court filings. And the US has sent an official response to EU's text for an Iranian deal. says we're not there yet. U.S. Exported, expected to export 4 million barrels per day of oil over the next few months and into 2023. And U.S. crude and products exports last week hit the highest level since government data started being tracked back in 1991. And the German government is concerned about problems with coal supply for the autumn and winter power supply, especially in the eastern states. Uh, and investors have pulled nearly $8 billion from fund managers or hedge fund managers in the second quarter. As far as our market goes today, we have the SPY up 31 points. So we're building on those gains from yesterday. We had two shocking, nasty days on Monday and Tuesday. A better day yesterday with the index up 36 points, another 30-odd points today. So we are really treading water to some extent, and it's very much focused again on results today. Super Thursday, it's called, and they are dropping thick and fast at the moment. So uh, plenty of news coming out. I'll cover only a few of them, unfortunately, because they're coming out as I am recording this. So uh, in the efforts to get this out rather than wait for all the results, uh, we will skip some. Uh, in terms of economic news that we've got coming out today, we've got CoreLogic dwelling prices for August. 
and private capital expenditure for Q2, housing finance for July. Overseas, we also get Chinese Kaixing manufacturing PMI and the Eurozone unemployment rate for July and some uh, Nikkei Japanese PMI manufacturing for August. Those NVIDIA results did disappoint, so that may take a little bit of the gloss off that rise in the US, but to be quite honest, uh, the US is really a sideshow compared to the results which are coming out this morning. So that is the major focus. The SPY futures up 31, which is showing a good time for all, but uh, we may see a little less uh, enthusiasm for the resources that we have seen in previous days, mainly because we did see that nickel and copper price come off a little bit, BHP down a smidge, and Rio down 3.2 odd percent in uh, ADR form in the US. So a little bit of moderating of uh, enthusiasm, curbing their enthusiasm there. In overseas yields, we saw the 10-year yield in the US 3.11 percent. That is uh, creeping up nastily. Um, of course, that may be some shorts covering in the bond market there and uh, pushing that yield up to 3.11% as we see book squaring before the Jackson Hole and maybe a Federal Reserve pivot or maybe not a pivot to be or not to be. That is the question. Australia, we had our 10-year bonds last, yesterday hitting 3.62, Germany 1.36. So they have really, really pushed higher. And we're certainly expecting the ECB to raise rates by around 50 basis points at their next meeting. Results today include some biggies like Appen. We're also going to see um, Flight Centre, which have come out. Uh, we're going to see Link, uh, Nine Entertainment, Qantas, a big one there, St. Barbara, South 32, uh, Whitehaven already out and uh, Woolies, but uh, judo numbers were out earlier, exceeded all of its prospectus forecasts in the 2022 result, and showed an operating profit of 15.6 million and a loan book of 6.1 billion. There's newspaper reports today that the Pendle Platinum uh, is ready to deal. Um, that is uh, certainly something um, that is on the cards there. Pendle, and uh, it's not Platinum, is it? It's um, Perpetual. I got the wrong code there. Pendle and Perpetual is ready to do the deal and do the merger. And AKE, uh, which I've misspelled, AKE, the results, record full year results, revenue up 800% to $770 million US. Whitehaven numbers also out this morning, reports FYNPAT 1.95, which was slightly above the forecast of $1.90 billion in terms of their NPAP, but that is just a money-making machine at the moment, those coal companies. Flight Center, $183.1 million EBITDA loss, but it is within guidance, they say. They're also seeing strong momentum and is well-placed to capitalize on opportunities that will arise. I suspect that's cut and paste from last year. And Regis Resources, net profit sank 91% to $13.8 million. We have also had uh, the likes of uh, Qantas that are out as well, uh, they are guiding to EBIT for FY23 of 425 to 450 million there. They had a profit before tax, or rather a loss before tax, 1.86 billion as well. Uh, IV Group also out today. Uh, they had an NPAT of 33.1 million. Uh, the market was going for around 33. Revenue 759 against 749 million for IV E Group, IGL, the stock code there, and just trying to see if there's any others that have caught my eye. 
Um, Appen numbers out. Underlying NPAT was a loss of 3.8 million in line with preliminary announcement. Revenue of 182.9 million. So they are dropping thick and fast. See the newsletter for more details on those. Question of the day today. What has been the standout result for you? What has been the one that you thought really knocked the lights out, really surprised you? Certainly, Luca has a pretty good result yesterday and getting some good broker coverage as well today. So that's certainly one to watch. The Domino's one yesterday was an interesting one, and we talked about that on Ausbiz yesterday. That was our stock of the day for Andrew Wynan and I. An interesting reaction there. Once again, Don, very charming on television, and uh, that uh, Asian expansion with uh, Cambodia uh, also playing well to the market with another 267-odd stores and more to come there. So that was good. And he also talked down the price of cheese and uh, putting up prices of pizza. So uh, that was an interesting reaction to that one. There is quite a short in the stock, uh, but uh, I am seeing some downgrades this morning for Domino's, but we did see a pretty good number uh, of buyers there yesterday. So what has been the standout result for you? Well, that's it from me today. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights there. As always, it's a fantastic group. 3,800 members there uh, which are interacting and chatting amongst themselves. So we'd love to have you on board. If you're interested in that, please join up or continue those wonderful insights and ideas. If you're listening to this on a podcast and you want to hear other uh, podcasts from Marcus today, of course, there is our Marcus Strategy podcast, which is exclusive for members, unlike this one, which is free. Uh, the Marcus Strategy podcast is our fly-on-the-wall morning meeting where we run through a few ideas, what's happening, and uh, we give some recommendations there. So it's a very important podcast and would urge you to seek it out, subscribe, and make sure you don't miss all the fun and the hopeful money-making ideas on that one. And there's my On the Couch podcast, which is my occasional series where I talk to CEOs and fund managers. The last week, I talked to Dr. Leslie Chung from IMU. Im Eugene had a fascinating chat with her about oncology platforms and also uh, art and Italy. She's an art historian as well as the CEO of Imogene. So a fascinating lady and great to chat and catch up with her. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening and may the trading gods be with you.